we are so grateful that you are joining us today. We as a community pray that the Lord would refresh you as you hear today's message. If you would like to support and further the work here in the city, please visit us at www.oasischurchchicago.com or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Now, here's Pastor JP with today's message. It's good to worship Jesus, yeah? Yeah? Come on now. I love worshiping Jesus. I love praising Him. I, I give my life oftentimes to so many things. I give my worship to so many things, I should say, often. and Things that don't matter. Things that aren't going to help me. Things that aren't going to actually heal me. Things that aren't going to actually restore me. And, um, you know, I encourage you guys... I said this last week, so I'm just going to talk for a moment. Is that all right? <laughs> I got the mic. <laughs> You're like, um, I pray the day for every single one of us that worship doesn't just become a, a spectacle. Where you walk in and you're like, wow, they're really talented and really good. Because the reality is, is that we have really talented people, and it's a blessing. But I pray you don't walk in here and you're like, wow, look at them and Look how cool Jordan is. He can do everything. He's a superhuman. I'm not mad about it ever. Um, he's my best friend, so I can say that. Uh, but that they would, you guys would walk in here, and when the moment worship begins, you become overwhelmed with how special being able to gather together as the church of Jesus Christ is. How special this is. Well, I didn't grow up in an environment like this, JP, in my, my, my past. I didn't come from a, a church where the guy got up there and started yelling at me. <laughs> and they were very loud about the worship, and I, and I want to encourage you. It's okay. Today's a new day, and today is fresh revelation today. And you can walk in today, and you can say, you know what? My week has been crazy. My week has been hard. I've been hit from every direction, but I'm going to scream Jesus' name as loud as I can when I'm in the presence of him because he's worthy of it, he's deserving of it, and he is that good that he gets it. I pray the day for every single one of you that you get outside of this and you get to this, even if you don't understand it, even if you don't get it. I promise you, it's doing more for your life than you think. Jesus told the people of God to walk around the walls for seven days, and on the seventh day, scream and worship and go crazy. You know this story in the Bible? Some of you Bible kids, church kids, they're crazy. It's all right. The rest of y'all, you're good. <laughs> he said, walk, and on the seventh, scream. Shout. Lift up the loudest praise to Jesus and watch the walls come tumbling down. In the Bible, it also shares of Paul and Silas in prison, locked up, chained up, and they began to praise God. They began to sing loud. They began to worship him louder than anything ever before. People in the other cells heard him, and the prison chains fell off. And they walked out. And guess what? Everybody in there also got a free ticket out that place. Your worship can be the breakthrough for somebody else. Come on. Well, this is a privilege. This is an honor. This is special. And his presence is here today. I want to encourage you with that. Worship him in your car. Worship him in your house. Worship him in your office. Go crazy. People looking at you cross-eyed, just, just smile. Give him one of these back. Like, I love you, bless you. I'm praying for you. 
Worship Jesus because he's the only one that's going to see you through everything. Amen? Amen. Amen. Today, that wasn't the message, but we could just end church and and be done. (laughs) We're starting a new series today entitled Established. Established. And I'm going to read a scripture out of Colossians. And uh, I want to just explain why we're doing this. I was reading through this book um, last year, actually, around August and... um, I really felt, it was like July, August, and I really felt in my heart we needed to do a sermon series, and we actually had this planned for before the year ended. And I, and I said to our team, I said, hold off, let's just, let's just keep this one, we're going to bump it into the new year, and I feel like it's more fitting today than then. And uh, we're going to read through and do a study on the book of Colossians, and it's a powerful book. It's a book that carries a lot of weight and carries a lot of deep truth, carries a lot of deep truth. And I want to make sure that it, we, we do something as we walk through this. I want to make sure that we are established in our walk with Jesus Christ. I pray that if you don't know Jesus, in about 30 minutes we're going to give you that, that time, and I believe you're going to know him. Um, so I pray that all of us in this room become established in Jesus. And that's what Colossians talks about. So I want to read a, a verse here at the beginning. and I, I'm not going to teach on it today, but this is kind of our, our, our shaping verse for the series. So, so write it down, mark it in your Bible. It's Colossians 2, 6 through, uh, 6 through 7. It's not up on the screen, I apologize, but it says this. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Catch that. It says abounding in thanksgiving. Why do I tell you to clap your hands and worship? Thanksgiving. Abounding in thanksgiving to Jesus Christ. I read that scripture and I said, guys, we got to go through the book of Colossians. we got to walk through this. So for the next handful of weeks, we're going to just take time to study, to teach, to, to get this word in you. I encourage you throughout these next couple of weeks to go home on your own time and read the book of Colossians. You don't have a Bible plan. You're not following something along. You're like, where do I start? You don't have to like do one of these where you just flip it open and you're there. Go home and open up the book of Colossians and just get it in your spirit. Get the word in you. Amen? I said some of y'all are losing. I said this last week, and I really mean this. It's not in harm or any condemning way, but you're losing battles because you're not fighting with the right tools. And the tool is the word of God. When you get the word in you and you start going through stuff, you just start speaking the word out. And you're like, where did that come from? I've been sowing it in my heart and in my life. So now it just starts to go and it fights my battles for me. So sow the word. Amen? So established, though, defined, I went to the best place I could, the internet. Looked it up. <laughs> Dictionary. It says this, established is to make firm or stable. Wow. To make firm or stable. I want to give the world a picture more than ever before of a church, of the church, people. You are the church. Catch that? You, us, we are the church. I want to give the world, I want to give this city, whatever city you call home, I want the world to see stable, firm believers. More than ever today. We got believers that are hearing one thing and you believe it, and it's nothing in the, it has nothing there at all. It's not, it's not there. You, you, you get in a situation, and it hits you, and you're no longer like, I need Jesus, I'll figure it out on my own. And the world watching, the world is watching today more than ever. I want us to be a church. I want you to be people that are established, not getting rocked. Amen? I want you to wake up every day with two feet on the ground, firm. You may be going through the worst situation, the worst thing you could ever imagine, but you could still be firm in Jesus' name. 
Come on, this is good. You could be, I'm not even in the scripture yet. This should get you fired up. You don't have to walk through life going, man, every time I get hit, I'm just going to sit down on the couch. Too much. I need to go get in my quiet space and just sit there because I'm scared. No, you can get up and you can face the worst of things and you can say, I am established and I am rooted and I am firmed in Jesus Christ. So that's what we're going to teach these next couple weeks. I want us to be this church. The church of Colossae, the, the, the letter that's written, Paul's writing to, the, to this church and I always find it fascinating when Paul writes, because he writes this long introduction. It's beautiful. I said it Wednesday. It's absolutely amazing how he writes to his friends and to the church. He's like, I love you. You're amazing. You're special. You're so dear. You're doing awesome. He's like the biggest encourager. But you know where oftentimes he wrote these letters, this one specifically? From a prison cell. (laughs) I don't know if I'm in prison writing letters to y'all. Full disclosure. Like, hey, I love you all. Keep up the good work. You're doing great, right? Sorry, I'm just not that spiritual. I'd be writing y'all letters like, please, someone get me out of here. Please call somebody. Make, you guys are judging me. Do not judge me. You'd all be doing the same thing. You're like, oh, no, we're real spiritual. Paul's writing this letter, and he's saying, church, be encouraged. Hey, church, you're doing better than you think you're doing. But specifically to this church, he says, hey, church, you were, you were big and influential one time. Now you've become a little bit of small of a city. But guess what? You're still important. You still matter. But there's something I got to address. You've been letting lies come into your church. You've been letting people preach and teach stuff that is not in the word of God. It's not of Jesus. And so Paul pens this letter to this church specifically. And if there's ever a book for today, this is it for our people. Where there, there was lies flowing. Hey, you can't do this. You can't touch that. You, hey, worship the angels. Or hey, 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 just do this. And Paul's going, No. None of this is what I wrote to you early on. None of this is what I said to you. They devalued the person of Jesus. And they chose to walk in ways that were opposite of what Jesus called them to do. So I want to strengthen us in this. So Colossians 1, I'm going to read it, one through, uh, 9 through 14. I entitled this message, though, Established the Right Position. Established the Right Position. It says this. And so, Paul's actually praying this. He's writing this, but this is a prayer to the people of God. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you. He's in prison. You guys with me? You awake this morning? He's in prison writing this. Hey, still praying for y'all. You guys are great. Asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in some seed, in some? No. Bearing fruit in every good work. And some of the time, no, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has, this is the best news, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Amen. In him, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He has delivered us, verse 13, from the the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Jesus, I pray this prayer today. 
that you would root us in your power and in your truth, that, Father, we would no longer listen to the lies and the attack of the evil one, but, God, we would be rooted in the right position with you. I pray, God, for every person in this place, God, that you will just establish them in your kingdom. We love you. We thank you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Establish the right position. You've ever been in the wrong position before? You've ever been put in an awkward position? This is interactive. If just two of us, then the rest of you are awesome. I have been put in some pretty awkward positions before. I have found myself in the wrong positions before. Whether that was in my life of playing sports, I found myself on the wrong spot in the field, or, or just in life, it's just like conversations, right? My, my wife puts me in the position that's not always the best sometimes. Guys, you're going to relate with me. What, love, I, I love you. But it's when she comes to me and she's like, doesn't this make me look bad? Married men, you know what I'm talking about. Come on. Like, where they, where they come, they're like, does this, does this even look good on me? You know, that kind of like, and you're stuck, right? Full disclosure. She's saying, no, that's you, JP, 99% of the time coming to her. It's a lie. <laughs> it just puts me in a very awkward position. Like, if I say, yes, she's going to say, well, no, it doesn't. And then I'm like, well, why'd you ask me? If I say no, I'm really in trouble. I've been in awkward positions. If you look through your life, you, you've seen maybe moments where you've been put in an awkward position. You have, you've been swayed or, or you've landed in the wrong spot. Oftentimes with me, too, that's with salesmen. I'm a salesman's dream. I, when I walk in the door, they're like, yes, <laughs> we have landed it. I'm that. I'm like the guy that if they start talking to me and they start telling me all the cool things that it has to do with this or that, I'm like, I'm in. I'm in. Thank God for my wife that's like, nope, we're leaving. I'm like, but no, I need to go. And we're swayed easily. We're put in positions that we shouldn't be in. And I believe more than ever if we could say, hey, I, I no longer want to be swayed by the world. I don't want to wake up every day and walk out into this city or walk out into where I'm at, and I do not want to be swayed or influenced by the world around me. I don't want to be the world's dream. I want to live in the God dream. I want to be a part of what God would have for me. I want, to, I want to wake up and I want to step out and I want to go against the tide of culture. Can I say something? we got to be people that are going against the tide of culture. Everyone's like, sometimes I get into a conversation with people, and I, and I know their hearts. But they're like, oh, I just want to, I want to be a part of culture. I want, to, I want to be a part of it. And I'm like, no, you don't. You don't want to be because that's not what we were called to be. What we were called to be is to change culture and to not influence it in the way that the world would want us to influence, but to go against what culture would tell us. you got to look this way. No, I'm a daughter of God. Ladies, I'm teaching for a moment. Stop looking at the magazine. Stop looking. Get off Instagram. I don't look like this. No, I'm going against the tide of culture. I'm not going to follow that way. I don't need to be that way. I'm going the way that God has called me to go because I'm rooted in a kingdom that's never going to end. It's never going to fail me. So the world's trying to call you to a different position. And Paul's writing to say, no, you got to be in the position of Jesus Christ. We need to be established so we stop falling. When you get established in Jesus, you stop falling as much as you used to. Are you going to fall? I don't want to be a pastor. It's like, you're good. You're never going to fall. It's, not, it's life. 
We're, we're humans. We're broken without Jesus. And even in Jesus, there are moments where, just like David, just like Peter, just like men in the Bible, where they chose the world instead of choosing Jesus, but there's mercy and there's grace. Amen? Come on, I'm preaching. There's mercy and there's grace, and if you fall, you can say, you know what? No, i got to get back to where I'm established, and that is to the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the great I am, the healer, the deliverer, the one that is and is to come. It's Jesus. So today I just want to teach three points. Truth today is this. Our position in being established with Christ remains true when we have the right understanding of Jesus and what he wants to give us. When we walk in the right way with him, and when we remained positioned as redeemed. Okay, let me try that again, because that's a really awesome, amazing place to say that last one. When we understand that we are from a position of being redeemed, and everybody says, come on, redeemed. I could just preach that one point, get out of here, it would be amazing. It could be amazing. I'm going to get there. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I didn't have much coffee today. Some of you are like, how many cups did you have today, bro? Not many. But here's the thing. The first one is this. The right position comes from a right understanding. In order to be positioned in the kingdom of God, in order to maintain the position, you know, the position of saying, I am a son or a daughter of God, the right positioning, remaining in that position, comes from a right understanding. Have you ever gotten to a spot, landed somewhere, Driven somewhere, traveled somewhere because you knew where you were going? Okay, okay, a couple of us. I'm going to pray for the rest of y'all as you travel. Because <laughs> you're not getting to spaces and places you should be going. Some of you are like, I know, I just walked in the door, I couldn't get here. So never, never mind. Have you ever been lost? <laughs> they're going to get loud and vocal even if. You ever been lost like somewhere and you're like, how did I get here? How, how did I, 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 and oftentimes, if I'm being honest, like, when I get lost, it's because I'm prideful. <laughs> I ain't looking at the directions. Nope, I got it, babe. She's like, but let me, let me pull it up. Nope, been there before. I'll get there again, because that's who I am. 99.9% <laughs> of the time, it turns into a little disagreement. She's like, okay, babe, here's a go. GPS, bam. Like, I love you. Thank you for all your grace. But we land in positions oftentimes because we have the wrong direction. We don't understand where we're going and how to get there. Paul lays it out very clear. He, he says, hey, hey, I want to share some things with you. I want to tell you some things. In order for you to remain in position with Jesus, you need to catch these three things. And these three things are important for us. He says this in verse 9. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, so knowledge, and all spiritual wisdom, wisdom, and understanding, spiritual understanding. Those three things Paul writes, he could have written anything else, but he wrote those three specific things in order for us to say, hey, you know what, if I'm going to stay in the position, I need to understand these things. I, I echo Paul's words today, we need spiritual understanding. We need to be people that desire spiritual understanding. But in order to understand what Jesus wants to do, we have to, we have to understand how it works. 
So Paul, Paul lays these out very intentionally in this order. He doesn't say understanding and then knowledge, wisdom. No, no, he says three things in a specific order. The first thing he says that he stresses for us to remember our position and how we're going to stay there is this. We need more knowledge of Jesus. Knowledge of Jesus. I've come to realize the longer I serve Jesus, the, real, uh, the realization dawns on me every time. I don't know him as much as I thought I did. Like, I open up the Bible, and I'm like, that was there? That actually says that? I, I've re- I've, I, I was saying this to Rachel the other day. I was reading the Bible, and I read a passage in Luke, and I was like, that's there? Like, where did that, that, come on, that just showed up. Like, I've realized in my life of, of serving the Lord close to, close to 10 years now, 10 years. I've realized that, like, every time that I think I know something about Jesus, there's so much more to know about him. Every time I think that I got the understanding of like, yes, this is who he is, this is how I know him to be, I realize that I actually need to learn more about who Jesus is. The cool thing is about Jesus is that he wants to show you. And let me say this, knowledge is beautiful. Knowledge is precious. But if you're just pursuing knowledge, the word talks about that. You're missing it. So he says, hey, I want you to be filled with knowledge. I want you to know the heart of Jesus. I want you to know the character of Jesus. Come on. Anybody want to know the character of Jesus? See, when we start to know the character of Jesus, I'm going to preach here for a moment. When we understand who Jesus is, how much he loves us, how much his grace is sufficient, how merciful he is, how abounding in love and kindness he is, guess what? We get to walk in those things. And guess what? We don't treat people different. The church gets an understanding that Jesus is all those things. That's his heart, and that's for me. Oh, then I can actually extend a hand to somebody that's hurting. I can share a word of kindness to somebody when they've, whoo. <laughs> Instead of a word, I want to share, you know, something else. Come on, you all, ju- are you with me this morning? When we know Jesus more, then we understand that we are positioned with Jesus. So Jesus, help me to know you deeper. So Paul writes, hey, I pray that you know more knowledge. And then he says, I pray that you know more wisdom. Not reverse. Because wisdom is really just the application of knowledge. It's the application of applying what you know to be true. So when you apply the word of knowledge to your life, you're walking in wisdom. I know I'm teaching here for a moment. I'm not screaming or shouting or running around like a crazy man today. But when you apply wisdom to your life, because you've learned about who Jesus is, you get a right understanding of who Jesus is. You get to see this thing unfold in your life. You get to see this thing be walked out in your life. You get to say, no, 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 I'm not walking in foolishness anymore. I'm walking in wisdom established by God. Come on, some of you have been walking in some things, and you're like, how am I still walking in this? Because you're not taking the knowledge of his word. You're not getting alone with him. You're not seeking after him. And you find yourselves in the same ruts all the time instead of saying, no, I'm going to take the knowledge of who Jesus is, and I'm going to walk in wisdom. Amen? It's like, yo, I was saying to some people not too long ago, like, the word is so important. There was a season in my life, and I've said this before, where, when I got saved and, and my buddy Lamore said to me, he said, hey, Jay, you need to get a Rolodex of cards that have scripture on it. I was like, dude, that's the best advice you're going to give me right now? I just got saved. It was the best advice he gave me in that moment. 
And I remember writing scripture down, and I remember just getting scripture in my heart. I didn't understand it. Can we be honest? Have you ever read a scripture and you don't, I said it, like you don't understand what's going on. But I just continued to sow it into my heart, sow it into my spirit. And I realized that I stopped walking in the foolishness of yesterday. And I started to walk in the wisdom of God today. So God, I want to be positioned in the right place with you. But I need to know who you are. And I want wisdom to actually walk it out, to apply it to my life. And then Paul says the third thing, I want to have spiritual understanding for you. Spiritual understanding, yeah, let me just break it down. This is what it is. It's the ability to see beyond the natural and look into the supernatural. Oh, here we go. He said supernatural. Yeah, it's, it's the ability to, to look beyond what's actually happening right in front of you. It's the ability to look beyond actually what's going on at your job. When you're like, I don't understand why these people are snapping at me all the time. I don't understand why this guy's so mean to me all the time. Can I just say, when you understand knowledge and you get wisdom, you can have spiritual understanding that actually the guy's not even mad at me. He's mad at himself. He hates himself. And guess what I have? I have Jesus that can go share with them and change his life. But you're walking in an establishment of the world, and so you're not catching this, and we're missing out. We're missing out. It's the ability to say, hey, I see this. I, 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 it's something different. I, I, God, help me to understand what's actually going on here. Help me to understand what is actually happening here. I meet with people a lot. I'm in the people business. That was a funnier joke in my head than you all are laughing today. And I, I sit with people a lot, and, and I love that part of this. I abs- that's, like, that's better than this. But there are heavy situations and circumstances that get brought to me. There's, there's maybe not heavy, but there's hard and there's things that people are walking through. And I, and I try my best to, to sit there. And sometimes my face doesn't show it the best. Rachel's always like, fix your face. I'm like, okay. But I'm sitting there and I'm saying, God, give me spiritual understanding of what's happening here right now. I don't want to just hit surface level stuff. God doesn't want to just fix surface level stuff, y'all. He wants to fix the heart. He wants to change you from the inside out, the deepest parts. So there are times when I'm sitting there in the Lord, when I say that, God, I want to know something here. Help me to have spiritual understanding. And I say something, they're like, did you look at my journal today? I'm like, no, that would be weird, and I would be arrested. But I'm saying, God, I want to be established in your kingdom. I want to know your knowledge. I want to know your wisdom, and I want to walk in spiritual understanding. We all, I heard this said, we all have intuition. Believers or not, you all have intuition. You all can walk into a place, you all can be around a thing going, I don't really feel good being here, right? Yeah, you with me? We all have that. It's it's innate in us. It's built in us, but I, I, I call it not intuition. I call it discernment. The power of discernment, which I believe, and I say this in love, this generation and myself included, we've lost that. Everything's cool. Oh, you believe, good, it's awesome. Oh, you stand for that, that's great. I'm going to be honest, when we get spiritual understanding, we understand that, hey, not everything is great. Not everything is all right. Not everything is truth. Not everything is of the kingdom of God, but it's wrapped around the kingdom of God. But when you get wisdom and you get knowledge, you get to know, hey, you know what? When people walk in, they're like, that's good vibes in there, bro. It's vibey in there. The space is so vibey. 
You know, you ever walk, like, people are like, dude, good vibes in here, man. I feel the energy. It's just radiating. And I'm like, yeah, no. Because <laughs> I'm like, yo, actually, when I walk into some spaces where the people there that I know don't have the access because they haven't given their lives to Jesus, actually, this place is actually really dark. This place is actually, it breaks, it's like making me overwhelmed. See, when you get spiritual understanding, you get to be truth carriers. Not to be like, yo, you're you're wrong, you're crazy. You'll never hear that out of my mouth to people. But you'll hear me walk into a place and say, and I'm not better. I've had to learn this. I've missed it plenty of times. But to say, you know what, actually this place isn't great. (laughs) I need to pray right now. I need to seek God right now. This is actually a hard place. Or you know what? Hey, this place actually has the spirit of God in it. This isn't vibes. This isn't energy. The spirit of God is alive in this place. This morning, the spirit of God is alive in this place. I'm not manufacturing that. I'm not manipulating that. Yo, I wish you could see what I see. I wish you could feel what I feel. Because I'm like, yo, God's in this place. His presence is here. So when we get these three things, when we understand these three things, we can understand that our position is in Jesus Christ. Is this helping you this morning? Established the right position. The second thing is this. The right position leads you in the right walk. Being positioned in Jesus Christ, it should lead you to walk in a manner, it says, worthy of the Lord. You read what I read, it says, as so as to walk in a manny, manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. And then I love this. Paul just writes it so eloquently. He's just like, oh, here, I'm just going to pen the most beautiful thing in the world. Bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, bear, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Thanks, Paul. I, I just read scripture this way. Thanks. He says something, though. He says, hey, you can have all that stuff. Patience. You can walk in the light. You can be this way. But you have to first know that your position should call you to walk in the right manner. Okay? We got people walking all sorts of different directions today. We got people claiming the name of Jesus, but you're like, yo, how? It's not condemnation. It's just like, yo, come here. Let me, let me, let me show you what's this, like, We should be walking in a manner worthy of the Lord because of our position, because of who Jesus is in our lives. We should not, guys, can I be honest? Some of you are choosing to walk in the manner that Jesus delivered you from today. And he's saying, no, when you know your position in Jesus Christ, you walk in a manner that's worthy and honoring to Jesus Christ. Come on, this message isn't preached very often. This message isn't proclaimed from churches today. Just go do whatever you want to do. Jesus' grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient, and his grace should call you away from where you were, and it should call you into new things. It should call you into greater things. It should call you from death to life. It shouldn't call you. To the same, but Paul, you know, says, hey, you got to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Can I be honest? It's tiring. Walking with Jesus and trying to do it your very best, is, it's tiring. I was training for the Chicago Marathon. I don't look like a marathon runner, but, you know, whatever. Um, 
I was training, and unfortunately, I had to bail out because of my ankle before I had surgery. And I remember one time I was up at, in the middle of, like, Kalamazoo, Michigan, or somewhere up there with an event for the school I worked for. And I remember deciding to get up one morning, and we weren't training yet. We were just running as far as we could for the amount of time that we could. And I got out one morning. I put my headphones in. I just started running. I just started running. I realized I was running for, like, two hours. That is not me. <laughs> in case you, that's not me. But I was just like running and praying and seeking God. And I realized like I had ran pretty far. And I got two hours in and I realized, snap. I ran in a straight line. Two hours. I got to go back. Two hours. This is not a joke. I remember being like, I got, I got like an hour to get back to where. They don't got Uber in the middle of where I am. And I remember like, oh my goodness, this is tiring. I walked for this long, and now I got to go back the other way. And then, you see what I'm saying? Like, I was like, oh, I'm exhausted. And I remember just, like, crawling back, like, getting there. Like, they were like, where were you? And I was like, guys, thanks for, noticing, like, wondering where I was just, like, now. Like, like, dying. And I think this way with us sometimes. We walk with Jesus close. We get him close, and we're established in him, and then, we realize it's been two hours or two days or two years and it hasn't worked the way we wanted it to work. We're like, ah, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? This is hard. And Jesus is saying through his words, through Paul, he's saying, hey, no, you're positioned in me to, to walk in a manner worthy of me every day, every hour, every minute. And guess what? As you do it, you're going to bear fruit. As you do it, you're going to have patience. As you do it, you're going to have grace. As you do it, you're going to have energy in me. As you do it, you're not going to have to give up. You're not going to get tired. You're not going to have to crawl back because my grace is sufficient for you, my child. Guys, this is the best news of today for us as a church. When we understand that we are positioned right with Jesus, we can walk in a manner worthy of him. Because the final thing is this, the band can come up. Is this encouraging you all today? The right position, hmm, this is the best. I want to hear a loud amen. The right position comes from being redeemed. Amen. The right, the right positioning, being able to walk in a manner of him, being able to understand his ways, being understand. We're never going to know God all way, the whole way. But we're able to know him every day deeper. Being able to do that is because we walk from a position that's established as redeemed. Redeemed? Yeah. Go read this throughout this week. It says this. Giving thanks to the Father. Paul wraps his beautiful, articulate prayer up like this. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the do domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. In whom? We. We means we. <laughs> we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Hey, church, church, let me tell you the best news ever. Your position comes from the fact that you're redeemed. Your position comes from the fact that he saved you or he's wanting to save you. He's wanting to desire to grab a heart. And if you just call upon his name, you will be saved. You come from darkness into light. You are no longer lost. You are found. You are no longer forsaken, but you are chosen. You are a son and a daughter of the king. Your position comes from nothing else.
Your establishment in God comes from that. And if we miss that, we miss everything. Let me remind you this today. That your positioning does not come from your performance. Some of you are trying to muster your position. You're trying to get your position by doing something really good. Well, I help my neighbor, JP. What, what does that make me? That makes you a Christian. That should be happening all the time. You're trying to just, you're trying to read, read the Bible as best as you can. You're trying, no, guys, let me remind you, when you call upon the name of Jesus, when you say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I am lost. I'm broken. He changes you to redeemed. Not off your performance. Your positioning in the kingdom does not come from what type of platform you have. Woo, this is for this generation today. Well, if I don't have the followers, if I don't have the influence, if I don't have this, or if I don't have that, I'm not good enough. Jesus missed the mark with me. Yeah, that scripture you say all the time, JP, that he knit you together perfectly in your mother's womb, not working for me because I don't have what everybody else has. Guess what? Your positioning may look different from somebody else. The, pla the platform, I mean, may look different from somebody else, but your position is all the same. Every single one of us is called to something different in this life. I am me. Jordan is him. Henry is him. But we're all redeemed. And it doesn't matter the platform. Y'all, stop building your own platform. Start to allow God to build his platform in you and through you. It does not matter anything else. I'm almost done. Your position comes from a person. Your position comes from a person. Not the pastor, not the team, Jesus. Jesus. And somewhere along the line, as a church, we forgot that at times. We forget that. That if we, we build these grand things, if we have this amazing stuff, that's, that's when we're positioned right. That's when we're established right. I'm not saying it's bad stuff. But if we forget that we are first positioned in a man named Jesus, nothing can shake you. Nothing can take you off of this walk. Nothing can, can scare you too much where you're not like, no, I don't walk by fear, but I walk by sound mind. His name is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Our position comes from a man, and his name is Jesus, and he has redeemed us.